0: Hey again. How's it going, man? It's it's going, man. You know. All right.
1: I was you know, assuming.
0: You know what else has been going? Just full speed ahead. Awards season. We've had awards happen, and then awards happen, and then more awards happen.
1: That's how that works. We had
0: we had the Gram Grams. We had we, we had the we we had some guy named Oscar handing shit out.
1: That was weird. Oscar apostrophe s. Yeah, awards. It was
0: really weird. There's just some guy in a trash can, like handing shit to people. I don't like it very much.
1: You're making a joke about the Muppet, right? I don't think that's just some guy. Don't do that to Oscar the Grouch. He is a grouch, <laughs> and you will address him as such. So there's just some grouch. He hasn't. On the stage. He doesn't live in a trash can just so you can call him some guy. Okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah, some grouch is just sitting there on the stage just handing stuff out to people for, like, making movies or something. I don't like it. I mean, the Dice Awards. The what? The Dice Awards is what they're called. The fuck... Fucks... What? Do you want the uh, Do you want the abbreviation for what that means? Yeah. It's Design, Innovate, Communicate, Entertain Awards. There you go. What? I,
1: is this even, like, lower tier than the Golden Globes? What is this shit?
0: I'd say it's about, like, Golden Globes tier for games. For games? Yeah, but it actually has a lot more people, as
1: opposed to something, uh... That's even lower tier than I was thinking. No, 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 so, like... It's for games, and it's not the Game Awards.
0: I just, I'd probably give it more recognition than Game Awards, because DICE has... The, the panelists for DICE are actual developers.
1: Okay, that's cool.
0: Where the panelists for the like Game Awards are critics.
1: Okay, but so if so you ask anybody, like, what's the Video Game Awards? Like, what is the Video Game Awards? People say the Game Awards. This is the Game Awards. is the Game Awards.
0: Yeah, so it's like Golden Globes.
1: It's the Golden Globes video to games. the Game Awards Oscars. Right. That's a complicated equation. I don't like this. Where do the Tonys fit in? Garbage. Where Tony at? Oh, he died. Oh, fuck. No! <laughs> Tony!
0: <laughs> no, so the Dice Awards happen, okay? And uh, you usually see some different stuff happening from this, like, compared to other awards shows for games.
1: So, like... For instance, the Game of the Year went to Sekiro at the Game Awards. What did they give it to?
0: Yeah, so, all right, there's two. I'm going to lay it out on kind of like a baseline here. Okay. There's just two awards I want to talk about. There's a lot of others.
1: I'm just curious what got Game of the Year. Right.
0: So I'm going to talk about the, the, have like polar opposite opinions on one of them. One I I absolutely agree with, and some people are like really pissed about it, and I don't quite get it, and I'll get into that. And then the other one, um, everybody's pissed about it, and I agree. So Game of the Year...
1: Crash Team Racing.
0: Untitled Goose Game. which Alright,
1: sure. Why um, not?
0: If you want to know what else was in the category, yeah, uh, Control, Death Stranding, Disco Elysium, and The Outer Wilds. And Goose Game went out above those.
1: You know, it's the only one of those that I have played. So clearly, it's Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's not even my favorite game from 2019. It'd probably be Resident Evil 2. Right, And then maybe Goose Game, but I haven't played too many games that came out in 2019. Be that as it may, I can see how some people are mad because maybe there's this notion that, you know, this is just a small little meme game. And it's not like a big giant project that should have one. Right. I kind of see that argument. But at the same time, getting mad at at an awards show is Stupid. On top of that, Which also... something I'll talk about after the intro. Because <laughs> I do t- want to talk about Oscar. I'll again. tell
0: you right now that Untitled Goose game has more heart and charm than all of the other games on that Game of, game of the Year list. And, and I'm okay with the winning stuff because so, of that. So
1: you haven't played Disco Elysium, though? That's the
0: only game on, that, on this list that I haven't played. And I want to play You'd it really bad. you
1: played
0: Control? No, no, no. I forgot about Control. I haven't played Control See, Here's either. the thing, though. That's two of Like,
1: them. you're making a big claim without knowing that. No, but I know what those games are, Ganhart. Disco Elysium lets you beat up children. I feel like that has a lot of heart and a lot of charm. (laughs) You can go into a bar and lick alcohol off of the bar if you so desire. Yeah. Or if you have a bad dice roll and the game makes you do that. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's fucking hilarious. I'm very interested in that game and that game is uh, probably something I would lean towards if I had played it. I'm waiting for it to be on something that I can play it on, because I don't have PC. Yeah, I don't know if they, it's, it's possible to put it on PS4. Hopefully, one day. I would I'd say like to
0: I would it. say that it'll end up happening, especially because of all the attention the game's been getting. I think that eventually it will get a call support. Now it might not be PS4; might be Switch, but we'll see what happens. Okay. But yeah, until Goose Game won that, a lot of people were were really mad about it, talking about that. Oh, it's it's just a dumb little Goose Game. Like, yeah, that's why it's so great.
1: I still think that for what it's trying to do it does it very well. Yeah. It's not trying to be a big $60 AAA title. It's trying to be a $20 game where you play as a goose and fuck with people and as far as that goes it's immaculate. Right. (laughs) They did that concept very well and it's surprisingly intuitive and surprisingly has a lot of good puzzles in it and... I dig it a lot. Mm-hmm.
0: I think it's just overflowing with charm too. And that that's what I love about it. I love the I love the way the graphics look. I love the the way the music swells when you're going up to mischief and stuff like that. It's really cool how that game's made. I think it is perfectly fine to win big nods. People are just fucking dumbasses and idiots and think that a Game of the Year award has to go to some big-ass fucking production.
1: It was probably the most talked-about Game of the Year, like it or not. Right. It definitely was, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. It was the most memed-on game. It had the most social media attention that I saw out of any of these games.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: I don't know. It was, uh, it was a big deal. There's a chance people will remember it over some of those nominations. I think they will. In, in a, a decade from now.
0: Unfortunately, I think people remember it better than Death Stranding. At least I will.
1: I, uh, I don't know about that one.
0: Love Death Stranding. But All
1: of those games are good. I, I love just Goose putting Game more. The notion.
0: I love Goose Game more than Death Stranding.
1: You didn't even beat Death Stranding. You didn't even get to the part where you are the goose the whole yeah, time. Does it? Does it? Uh, does that
0: tell you enough about Death Stranding that I still haven't beat it?
1: You're a weak gamer. That's what you are. <laughs> Can't even play the Walking Simulator. Of walking simulators, Death Stranding. Dude, I fall asleep at my desk playing Borderlands. What do
0: you think happens to me when I play Death Stranding?
1: I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm very curious to play that game, but I'm cautious because it seems like a large time commitment. It is but a very large time commitment. The cool commitment. thing I see when I hear when I see people play that game and when I hear people talk about playing that game that seems interesting to me is managing... Networks of ways to avoid the gameplay. Right. To, like, have your best route that you can do over and over again to make deliveries easier. And that's actually kind of fascinating to me. That it's kind of like a puzzle that everyone will probably solve in a different way, slightly, of how to circumvent the game itself. is <laughs> it's really fascinating that way. It is. So anyway, what was the other award you wanted to talk about?
0: All right, so I'm going to... All right, it's, it's Racing Game of the Year, my dude. All right, so oh, I'm going
1: to... wait! Hold on. Actually the game that I like. Right, so I'm going to list out...
0: I'm going to list out the the nominees. You, you tell me what won, okay? Okay. All right, so we got Crash Team Racing, Nitro Fuel. Probably should have. Uh, Dirt Rally 2.0. Formula One 2019, and Trials Rising. Oh no! Wait, shit! I forgot. Oh wait, the, we had to throw Mario Kart in there because it's a Nintendo game. Which one won?
1: Mario Kart for phone. Yeah. Phone Mario Kart with yeah. a billion microtransactions in it. Yeah. Um. Okay. I know the answer.
0: I know. I'm not gonna mean.
1: pretend I don't know the answer. Yes, yeah, Mario Kart. Two- what? This is the one. Now that I think about this. Right next to Crash Team Racing. It's like a disgrace. That's pretty much a disgrace. Yeah. Now, granted, both of them do have microtransactions. And
0: One is way more egregious than the other.
1: I, I would say so. I think you got to spend $40 to play as Diddy Kong. Yeah. <laughs> you don't it have to pay any money to play as any of the unlockable characters in Crash Team Racing. You just have to grind a bit. To unlock stuff, Mm -hmm. to buy them. And I I mean just literally a bit, because new characters aren't as expensive as anything. They're the most cheap thing in the store, basically, besides like a new color for a cart. That's kind of outrageous. That game sucks. Well, well, at least it sucks because of how egregious the microtransactions in the store is in that game, and how gatekeepy the content is as a result.
0: I played it for less than two hours before deleting it from my phone. Okay. I thought that it was... It's just
1: apparent you're not going to get a lot out of it unless you shell out the dollars. Right. It was just like... It's just a really
0: bare-bones, like, difficult-to-control, dumbass version of Mario Kart. Hmm. And then they pile all that shit on top of you. So you don't even get any good variety in the game. And you you have to use the same bullshit over and over and over again to... You can get in-game currency there, but it you get it at a slow grind. A slow, slow, slow grind. It it pushes that microtransaction shit in your face every fucking second it can. It is one of those kind of mobile games. Boo. It is ta- it, it is the worst. It's probably the most egregious mobile game that Nintendo has put out. And the fact that it won an award pisses me off. And the entire internet agrees with me for once. For once. For once, yeah. I'm usually weirdo and I have different yeah. opinions. But this
1: time... And, uh-huh. and we will not run into anything like that ever again because we have great opinions and the internet agrees with us. Anyway. See you in 20 minutes. Later in this when, episode, when, uh, yeah. we're going to talk about Birds of Prey. <laughs> <laughs> the movie that is doing really well at the box office because everybody loves women in film. Uh, and has no opinions on them at all on the internet. No, so it's, it's fine. It's fine. Never heard a peep. It's fine. It's fine. So good, man.
0: Welcome to the Gen and Jub show. That's Gen. Hello, and I'm Jub. Welcome to the show. We're going to talk about Birds of Prey yeah. today.
1: It was a movie. It sure was a movie. Um, well, well, here's before we get into the other stuff on the show, and then our actual big discussion of Birds of Prey. Do you want to give like non-spoilery, basic level thoughts about it? Sure. Then people could just save the end of the podcast for for later if they care. Right. If we have a listener this week. I don't know.
0: <laughs> All right, yeah, so I'll I'll give a baseline. Okay. The movie was fun. I thought the movie was fun. I had a fun. good time. I agree. Go watch it.
1: I I think the uh controversy, if you will, is a little uh out of nowhere. Um it's it's just a movie. I would put it under I would file it under a little nonsensical. Yeah. Well, it's definitely nonsensical because it's people saying the movie is bad because the girls ain't hot in it. I disagree, by the way. No, they are, like, um, all hot in it, so <laughs> I don't know what the fuck... I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't get it. It's just not preoccupied with, like, that's their only point to be in the right. movie. Like, contrast this with uh, last week's episode when we talked about Catwoman.
0: When that's, like, all that she does. That is all
1: that movie is supposed to be. Right. Um... And that movie sucks ass. So maybe that's not how you make a good movie. Maybe. Just maybe. And this movie's better than sucks ass. It's better than sucks ass. I'm not. I wouldn't say it's like the best DC Universe movie or anything like that. I think that still has to be for me. If you don't count Joker, because that's not really in the universe, I guess it would be Shazam. Or Aquaman. I like both of those a lot. Yeah. Uh, This is kind of just like, okay. It's not amazing, but it has a unique flavor to it. And it feels a lot like what Suicide Squad should have been. Yeah, totally. Because it's really similar to certain aesthetics and ways that that movie was presented. But it's not shit.
0: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> which is important. Big Important key. distinction. Margot Robbie's great in it. The rest of the cast is great in it. In particular, I loved your boy Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> as the villain. He's, he's been a on great a, villain.
0: I mean, Edward McGregor's always been a great actor, but yeah. he's on a fucking kick lately.
1: Yeah, dude, he's great. He, he's been
0: kicking it way back into gear, getting these amazing supporting roles and shit.
1: Super excited to see him in a lead role again, which I probably guess why I won't see him in until like... The Obi-Wan Disney yeah. Plus show, which, like, I mean, and if he's involved, I don't care. I'll watch it. I'm sure it'll be fine. You can go
0: watch uh, Dr. Do- Sleep. He's a little You in know what? Movie. I
1: kind of do want to watch that anyway.
0: Um, I heard good things. I, I might watch it eventually. I don't know.
1: I was just, like, so, like, not interested because it just, like... I, I heard not great things about that book. Yeah. As a sequel to The Shining right. and how, like, you know, and, I I... I... I, I I love Stephen King, but I can totally understand that he can make a bad book a lot of the time (laughs) because I've read several of them. So I kind of just skipped it. I I liked that. And it felt like it was just kind of trying to capitalize on The Shining as a movie. Yeah. And I was worried it wasn't going to stand on its own or anything like that. But, you know, hey, maybe we'll put The Shining on the wheel at one point. I would like to watch The Shining and then this. I don't know if there's any... Oh, God, would we have to watch the miniseries? Yeah, I think so. I, I think we'd have to. Just you know to, what? Just extend it, it out. It would be funny. I'm actually very curious about that, because, like...
0: I've never seen it. I have no Stephen idea. Stephen
1: King hates the Kubrick Shining. Right. Uh, because it didn't adapt his novel completely 100% accurately.
0: Right. For the better, by the way.
1: I think so, too. <laughs> and um, so he made a more accurate version in a miniseries.
0: It probably worried that
1: he had a lot more oversight on, yeah. and it apparently is garbage. Yeah. Which is it's fascinating to me that he had more creative insight and it was worse, because, even though it was closer to the novel.
0: Because he doesn't make the
1: novels. Not bad, by the way.
0: Yeah, well, he doesn't make TV shows or movies. He makes novels.
1: It's true, right? So, like, that's some why people, Maximum Overdrive is um, the best film ever made. <laughs>
0: Some people, some people just can't branch out like that Into different mediums It's not for everybody Not everybody can do that It's difficult it, it, it makes sense to me that Stephen King is so good at writing these Ridiculous, complicated, coke-binged books That of course he would be good at making a miniseries or a movie That's fine Whatever, you have your thing Some
1: people can do all of it Sometimes it just doesn't pan out I mean, any, any adaptation, even if the book is good Has a chance to be good or bad
0: Wait, well it depends on a lot there's a lot that goes into making shit, so like anything yeah, can go wrong.
1: Like I think Pet Cemetery is one of Stephen King's best books, but both adaptations of it are absolute shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't even say I particularly liked the Green Mile book. But the movie's amazing. Yeah, it so just cool. happens that way sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. It depends I don't know on, what it is.
0: Depends on the way shit's adapted. Yeah it's there's so much that goes into something like that it's really fascinating but yeah i don't know i mean if you want to watch that movie sometime maybe we will my friend's been begging me to watch it for a while now
1: okay i my roommate would i would dr (laughs) sleep doctor you sleep bro Bro, dude, no one gets that joke. It's not even on the internet anymore. Bro, you sleep? Look, I don't even know what it was, but it was okay, there was this YouTube video that I can't find anymore where this dude is asleep on a toilet. And then his friends come in and they're like they're drunk, or I assume, and they're just like, "Bro! Bro, you sleep, bro? Bro! Bro, you sleep?" And, like and it got taken off of YouTube because they said it was bullying. And I'm like, well, I mean, I guess if the guy didn't like consent, consent to being filmed on the toilet, like yeah. you can't even see his face because he's asleep and his like head is in his hands. He's He's sleep. <laughs> he's sleep. Right. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. YouTube just has a stick up its ass as usual.
0: I mean, it, it gets that thing gets gets a little bit further
1: in there every <laughs> so often, you know. Just shove it in further every time they have a policy update.
0: Yep. Yeah. Somebody just just kind of like pokes that stick, and it goes a little bit further up in there. Right now, it's in their lower intestine. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> so anyway, that's our review of birds. Of Fr- <laughs> Whatever. We'll actually review it uh, later. So, so what do we talk about until then? Oh, did you playing anything new, buddy? I have actually. Hit me up. I want to talk about it because I'm fascinated by this game, even though it is not good. Oh boy, hit me up. Uh, I bought an FMV three pack, uh, which had Late Shift, which I talked about. Yeah, you talked about Late Shift, yeah. And it also had two games that, uh, like the. Let me put it this way: the only one of the three games that had good reviews was Late Shift. Right. (laughs) Not surprised. The other two, not so much. So I started playing another one the other day, and it's completely different from Late Shift. It's called... uh, Oh my God! What is the name of the game? Well, I know part of it. Title for a game. I know part of it. It's Doctor Decker. It's the something of Doctor Decker. Um. The Infectious Madness of Dr. Decker. Okay, got it. Jesus. That, yeah, see how I couldn't remember that? I certainly remember Decker. So this game is weird. Um, you are a psychiatrist, and you have patients. And like, you can select them, like the five of them, and you have to ask them questions. The game gives you questions to prompt them, and every question you ask them, they give a response, and it's, it's scripted. Because it's just they filmed people acting. Um, that's one of the key things that is not good about this game, the acting. You tend to see that with V <laughs> games. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty spotty. Uh, so the game gives you prompted questions, and uh, like each patient of yours, uh, th- that operates on a traffic light system of progression. And what that means is when you start. Asking them questions and interviewing them, you see like a little red light. And eventually, you have unlocked a certain amount of responses and queries. You get a yellow light. And once you have explored every single potential response you can get for that day's session, you get a green light, and that person is like done for the day. You don't have to do that unless you're trying to 100% the game. I am trying to because I want to plat it. You madman. Which also means I can't ask for in game hints. So I am looking up a guide at times. Yeah, say like, Sue me. Okay. Uh, oh no, you can't go in-game hints. How about off-game? It's hits? kind of fucked up because it's mapped to down on the D-pad. So I'm not allowed to hit down on the D-pad when I'm playing this game. If I do, I have to load a backup save, or else I cannot plat the game now. Jesus. Christ. And and this game isn't like short, like Late Shift. Like Late Shift was the length of a movie. This one is more of a long-term puzzle game because of this kind of way it's presented to you yeah so basically the interesting part of this game and probably why it would probably fare better on pc than ps4 is once you run out of in-game prompted questions that the game just gives you you are not done you have not asked all the questions that are possible so you have to type your personal questions of the person. Oh, that's fun. And how that works is they give a statement and you can look back at the questions you've asked them and you could replay their answer and it'll show you the same thing, the same little 30 second snippet or less and it'll show it to you in black and white so you understand this is an old one that you saw already. And... If there's an asterisk next to the question, that means that that requires that that has a hint in that response that will lead you to another question that you can ask. So, for instance, if someone says, I went out drinking and uh, you can ask them, you can even just be basic and say drinking, type in drinking, hit enter, and that may lead to a new query
0: interesting Okay. Uh,
1: you don't have to necessarily be specific but some of them I think it's all based on just keywords so you could probably just write word salad and it'll work but it seems like sometimes you need to say sort of specific things like did you know Decker or did you kill Decker and stuff like that like specific questions okay um because your objective as it were is Dr. Decker is dead Dr. Decker was all of these people's psychiatrist. You are the replacement psychiatrist, and you are trying to find out who killed Dr. Decker, because it's likely that it's one of his patients. Uh, And then the other suspect is the assistant there, who you also start psychoanalyzing because I guess you're doing the cop's job for them. I don't know why, (laughs) but fuck it. So, this game seems pretty basic and not great at first. And then it starts to get super interesting. So you you interview these people, and they all have their own little problem. There's a dude, and, and, and they're weird problems. There's this dude who claims to have, like, a Groundhog Day scenario where he will live the same day continuously over and over again. And it won't progress until he does something drastically different. Okay. And then he will be able to progress to the actual next day. Uh, there's a girl who claims to black out and all of a sudden wake up in the morning on a beach naked and doesn't know why or how she got there. Uh, there's a woman who you it's like pretty obvious that she killed her husband, <laughs> but she's like trying to like, you know, not have you ask those questions, really. Okay. Uh, and then there's a dude who is a grave digger who claims that at midnight every night. Time stops for everyone except him and he is able to walk around and do things freely without anyone noticing as if, uh, as if time was actually stopped for one hour, then time resumes as normal. So all these weird claims are just like, you know, seemingly these people are fucked up and you have to like solve their problems and find out, you know, what's really going on. But then once you finish the first day and progress, The dude who claims the Groundhog Day scenario comes back, says I'm having a loop day, and asks you a couple questions, and then this keeps happening. And this happens to you like three or four times until you solve this mini puzzle to progress to day two fully. You have to actually snap the loop by having something different happen, and that is done by saying something before he actually says it. Like you bring up something that you wouldn't be able to know unless you were also experiencing the loop as him. Okay. So that's a real thing that's happening because it happens to you too. But why is it happening to you too? I don't know. And then you get a fucking recording of some dude who talked to Dr. Decker before he died, and he starts talking about Cthulhu shit. And I'm like, oh, so this is what this game is going to (laughs) do.
0: It's gonna be some
1: Cthulhu shit. Yeah, that's interesting, or at least psychological horror, right? Um, And now I'm way more interested in it, even though I haven't progressed much past the point where I've just described. Um, I wish the acting was better because I like this concept a lot. Yeah, there's only but with like really good acting and really good performances, it would be a lot more stomachable than just watching people act badly that they are distressed or nonchalant uh it doesn't work as well as it wants it to right but i will report back once i know what the twist is i hope it's that cthulhu right yeah (laughs) me too honestly i'm excited to see it but like honestly it could just be like one like a modern horror film where it has the twist that the horror the supernatural element is not real yeah and that would be disappointing to me i hate those twists there's a little boy that's walking around. He's a little like dummy, but like, but he's real and then the end of the movie it's like, no. Nope, that's stupid, you fool.
0: <laughs> Which oh like God. I
1: guess has been I, <laughs> I guess has been kind of a trope since like, I want to say vertigo where like you're thinking the whole time sorry for spoilers for a Hitchcock movie from the fucking 60s you think the whole time that there has to be a supernatural explanation for things and then the actual explanation is like nah it's it's this which is a normal thing that's just fucked up that trope is kind of tired in horror for me right now so I hope it doesn't do that I hope it's not like nah dude you were just high the whole time or something <laughs> like, yeah. You but yeah, a real good bong. That was uh something I've been playing that has at least piqued my interest, if not like annoyed me. Man. I'll see, I'll see where it goes. Fmv games are so goddamn fascinating. There's such the a quality is
0: uh, usually bad.
1: Yeah, Isn't that even weird?
0: Like, even like uh, Gabriel Knight two, a mm-hmm. series that I truly love. The second game is an Fmv game, and it is
1: weird. It's hard to get used to. Well, even late shift, which I did like, is kind of stupid at times. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, a a clip that I saw online of uh, I think it was fucking uh Matt from Two Best Friends. Okay. Uh, formerly. <laughs> and uh there's this part where they go to a Chinese restaurant and the dude uh, you know, is doing the bad Chinese accent thing.
0: Where he's pronouncing
1: R's right instead of L's, so he's the line is supposed to be memory clearing, but he says memory clearing, and then Matt just died because it's really unexpected and bad and like I don't know, cringy. It it happened. You just posted. What what are you gonna do? They didn't need a second take of that. They just thought it was fine that he said memory clearing. (laughs) It hurts every time you say it, dude. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) <laughs> like, like, I mean it's not that guy's fault if he fucks it up, but it's the director and the designer's fault for not just getting another take. <laughs> that means they were okay with super Asian stereotype being in the game. And that's not cool. No. Nope. <laughs> what have you been playing,
0: Gustin? Um, I haven't really been playing much new things. I just kinda wanna talk about something real quick. I just wanna like just wanna put something out there for everybody that uh just this past Tuesday mm-hmm. the uh, the Yakuza Remaster Collection dropped. Yeah! Which comes with uh, Yakuza's 3 through 5. And now with that launch um, the entirety of the Cosmic Curious Saga of Yakuza is available on PS4. Neat. And I just want to put it out there and I keep doing this and I keep putting it out there. Maybe someday somebody will listen will
1: just fucking listen to me. Play those games please. Juzby, I will listen to you. Please. I will restart Yakuza 0. I will not focus as heavily on things like slot machines. Not slot machines, sorry. Crane games. And poker. And dancing in the club. And slot car racing. (laughs) And I will just beat the game.
0: I mean, that stuff's fun. And I think it's worth it to go around and, like, do some of it while you're going through the game.
1: I think I it's agree. Easy to get lost in the weeds. I think I'm gonna more focus on side quests with di- dialogue heavy side quests because yeah. I think that flavors Yakuza in a positive way. Absolutely. It all flavors it in a positive way, but if I'm trying to get to Yakuza six, I can't get lost in the weeds too much. Right. So I think I'm actually gonna try and just get through these games.
0: Yeah. You'd always come back too.
1: Yeah. And then they all have
0: each game has enough variety in its side stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. And if you wanted to, you could go back and go through them.
0: And I haven't looked at the plat lists. I know all three of those games have their own plats, the the re-releases. I haven't seen, like, how bad they are.
1: I'm assuming they just port over PS3's plats. So you're you're telling me I can go plat these games twice? Yeah, you could do the PS3 version and then the PS4 version. (sighs) But that's probably, like double the amount of time like that's gonna be hard yeah it is Mm. no I'm not gonna play the PS3 versions ever again I've heard that the only easy Yakuza game to plat is probably 6
0: yeah 6 is 6 only took me about uh, about 45 hours to plat which is incredibly low compared to the rest of them that are like each over 100 Yakuza 0 is like 200 hours yeah Yakuza 0 is ridiculous I got I got more than halfway there and I quit I just couldn't do it anymore (laughs) it's a lot of shit did you eat all the food? yeah (laughs) I got that trophy done. I did the, I did all the, I ate all the food, and I did the, uh, I did all the sub stories.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, what really was tripping me up is the, uh, the, the homemade cafe thing you have to do with, uh, so yeah, the whole this the uh, yeah the whole cafe thing you have to do with Majima. Um. Okay. Or the club thing. Oh right, yeah. And then. Uh, a like curious version of that too.
1: It's a lot of it's shit. Terrible. It's a lot of. Sh- they're designed to be big games that you play a
0: lot of. Right. Those are the only mini games. I. Th- those are one of the only like major scale video games. Mini games of the entire thing. That's kind of like not as good. The real estate thing for Kiryu is really fun. But the uh, the club management thing for Majima is nowhere near as good. Hmm. And it's like it's kind of a drag. Like if you want to go and do it all, I had no trouble doing all the real estate stuff for Kiryu. Actually had a blast the whole time, it moves along pretty smooth. You get you get a chicken to manage your shit. It's pretty good.
1: <laughs> you know, actually I actually know about that a little you know bit about Nugget? I'm thinking about it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you win in a bowling alley?
1: <sighs> this uh, <coughs> bless that series and all this, this stupid shit. You get it, him
0: for getting a turkey.
1: I get it. I don't actually. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong bird. <laughs> yep,
0: <laughs> absolutely wrong bird. No, but the uh, another thing that's really exciting about these collections that are coming out or well, that are out now uh, is they completely retranslated all the dialogue in the game. Yes, it's like millions of lines of dialogue have been re- retranslated, and it all comes together much better. One of the bigger flaws of the PS3 Yakuza games is they're not as well translated.
1: So they translated them better. Was it the teams that did zero? Mm-hmm. Kawami, kuwami two. Yeah, same, okay. same cool. direct, same the like, director of the localization. This probably means that they all flow together better than they once did. Yeah,
0: they they all f- three, four, and five feel like very independent experiences for the most part. Okay, um, but they all kind of t- they still tell like the overarching story with Kiryu. But the but the overall plots of the games are vastly different from game to game. Yes. And That kind of happens with the entire series. That's which is cool. fine. Yeah. And it, it it's kind of it, it gives you it it's very anime in that sense. Where you have different arcs basically. Yes. But then you have the overarching plot of Kiryu like trying to
1: live his life away from the yakuza and keeps getting sucked back in. Damn games title called yakuza, so, you know. Yeah. Better be in a different game in that case.
0: And here's and here's troubles trying to make Daigo a good leader, all shit like that. It's okay. all very very good, good set of games. So very very compelling stories, worth playing. Please play them. Also, they play like they play like River City Ransom would now. So like, you should just like play them, <laughs> please. It's like three D River City Ransom, but good.
1: That's a good pitch. Speaking of which, we got to rebeat River City Girls. Yeah. Uh, they added an ending to that game. I that heard. It wasn't there before. Yeah, I want to see that. If you do the 100% ending before, it just gives you literally the same ending at the end. Same anime cutscene. Manga cutscene, sorry. Yeah. Uh, now it's different if you do that.
0: So I want to see that. I would like that. to see that. I have to go 100% the game. It's apparently not too bad.
1: So, real quick. Before we talk about BOP, BOP, <laughs> uh, I wanna. I'm taking a look at my 2010s and film list that is still on my phone. Uh-huh. Because I have a very specific thing I want to declare. Uh, so let me look at it really quick. Okay. Because the Oscars happened, and Parasite won Best Picture. And by the way, it's dope. It's a dope film. Bong Joon-ho or Ho, sorry, won Best Director as well. It also won Best, uh, they renamed this award. International Film Film Award now, which is a better name for it. Way better. What does foreign language film really mean necessarily? I guess Inglorious Bastards is a foreign language film for at least 90% of it. Um, Okay. I, I think Parasite is the best movie of last year. I agree with the Oscars for once. Okay, I'm very surprised that they made this choice. You haven't seen it yet, right? I have not. I'm watching it soon. I'm literally not telling you anything about it. Please, watch it. Yeah, know nothing
0: about it going in. All I know is it's good. I'm looking at
1: my top 50 movies of the decade right now. It's
0: in there, isn't it? Yeah. Hell yeah.
1: But I don't know how high because I want to put forth. The possibility that it's really high. Right. Because it's my favorite movie of last year, and, like, you know, for instance, Uncut Gems is on here at 29. Uh, It's better than Uncut Gems. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is here at 21. Better than that. I think it's better than that. So, already, like, in the top half. Uh, Honestly, I think the highest I have of something that came out last year is El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie. And I think it might be better than that.
0: To put it above it, but
1: and that it probably puts it in the fucking top ten at the bottom. Hell yeah, dude! But I'm I, thinking that's fine.
0: I have to ask you the more important question, which is what is number fifty that gets knocked out?
1: The world's end, which I'm okay with, because oh, yeah, Edgar Wright is also on here. Edward Wright was on there Three times For World's End Baby Driver And Scott Pilgrim Now just One of his things World's End's a really good movie Out of those three It's definitely the worst I would say so Yeah Easy Although I did see Some rumblings That Scott Pilgrim Is actually uh, Incel-tier shit On the internet The other day uh, Which I disagree I think That's almost part of the point Is that Scott Pilgrim Is kind of an Unlikable character That grows As the movie progresses Right That's kind of the idea Uh, He's supposed to be A piece of shit I think so. I think yeah, it's absolutely. supposed to be more of a movie about growth. Um, granted, I will say, the comics deal with it better.
0: Oh, yeah, way better. They have more time um, to deal with it better. Like it's
1: really funny that he faces his dark inner self, and they just kind of shoot the shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny, but I don't think that necessarily is good character development. And the way they do that in the comic is actually way better. Oh yeah, for and sure. And More introspective. Um, but anyway, I just want to say, see Parasite, and also I kind of want to talk about Walking Phoenix for a minute. Oh, his his Oscar speech. What the fuck was that?
0: <laughs> no milk, bro. Don't no milk. It. I mean, almond milk tastes better. Tastes better anyway. You should just drink almond milk. But
1: yeah, okay. No milk, gang. Look, let's talk about milk. <laughs> not wow, like the film or the no nah, okay. not nah, the the substance. Oh okay. Uh When you were a kid, I'm sure you saw ads that milk is good for you, is good for growing strong bones. Right. That vitamin D. You now, need it. Drink that shit. Kind of not true. Kind of propaganda. Yeah, now in in our milk's kind of bad for you and is kind of full of fat. Right. However, I think Milk, good, it goes good on cereal. Don't know what else you'd put on there. If you want to do almond milk, normal that's milk. fine, dude. You put, do you get some? Arguments. But it's expensive. Dude, pro tip:
0: normal milk also fine. Bitch, pro tip, right? Ready? Yeah, get some, get some Froot Loops. Mm-hmm. Vanilla almond milk.
1: Really Does good. it turn Froot Loops into good now? Yeah, it tastes, like, it tastes like if you put, like... Fruit Loops a low-tier cereal. I will not argue about this.
0: If, if, it, it, <laughs> tastes like, it tastes like you put, like, fruit into, like, a bowl of whipped cream and you ate it. Okay. It's, like, really good. That sounds pretty
1: good, actually. Almond milk can enhance different cereals. So cereals that are weak could get enhanced right. but like, by almond put, milk you, because you it's, like, like, pure sugary good shit. Yeah, but probably. then you get... You're having Reese's Puffs, right?
0: You get chocolate. Almond milk. Ah, and then it enhances the chocolate flavor a little bit, and it's the jam.
1: Okay. Now look, I'm not a vegan. I will—that's uh, pretty obvious, right? You can hear me heavy breathing the entire podcast on every episode. Listen again and jub every week, please. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty obvious that I—I'm a large person, which suggests that I'm not vegan. I've never met a fat vegan. I've Not never thereby. seen a fat vegan. I, they probably exist. I'm sure they do. But be that as it may, um, I don't care if you're vegan and if that's a cause that you want to champion for yourself, go for it. I don't like. I don't like being told what to do, though, and I don't like the superiority that kind of happens when someone like Joaquin Phoenix wins a Oscar. Admittedly, a deserved Oscar, by the way, because he was great in Joker. And he uses that opportunity to decry the dairy industry.
0: <laughs> which, by the way, if you want to talk about environmental
1: impact, um, the carbon footprint—that doesn't kill the cow. Last time I checked, right. by the way. So the
0: carbon footprint of the dairy industry is nowhere near as bad as the carbon footprint of, let's say, beef. Yes. Uh, which is the worst offender by far. I'm sure. you understand. You know, you'll pick your causes and go for him. Or he wants to fight against milk. Help, help yourself, buddy. It was very rambly. I I don't even know if he
1: wanted to talk about that at first because he seemed to talk about the general state of the world. And got rambled. And then he rambled into milk, and then he rambled into quoting his dead brother and getting really emotional and going off the stage. So, like, I'm going to question the whole speech.
0: He was on Coke.
1: (laughs) He gave a much better speech at, uh, I think, the Golden Globes? Yeah. Where he kind of, like said it should be on us the white people to give more roles to other races because we are the perpetuators that started racism so it should be on us to like end it I think is what he was getting at that's fine that's a way better thing to say more agreeable than like dude milk though evil You evil motherfuckers with your milk. (laughs) And then I was laughing my ass off because on Twitter, uh, someone pointed out that he uh, (laughs) had a plastic water bottle at the red carpet. And then someone was like, we got him. (laughs) (laughs) This fool.
0: With his plastic that somebody at the place probably handed to him. What
1: a bad environmentalist with his plastic
0: water bottle. Pass out from dehydration before accepting plastic, you hack.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's it's whatever. Look, I'm just gonna say that he if he's against milk, I bet you there was milk in that fridge he climbed in. And Joker, I'm just saying, had to have been. That character probably drank milk. But maybe that's why he went crazy. Maybe no, that's man. why no, so he didn't drink I got it. Weak bones. Weak little, bones? Little baby boy weak bones. I don't know. He got hit by a car and it was fine. I think those ooh, bones you know are good. What? They those were bones uh, are good He went through a lot of shit in that movie ooh, and is fine. Would you say his bones were uh fine physically not mentally? Yeah no. no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> would you say that his uh his bones got uh, rattled when he got hit by his, that car? Yeah.
1: Yeah, the Joker's bones got rattled a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, But not as much as some other people in that movie. Hey. But we'll talk about Joker when we talk about Joker. Because, hey, we're watching Batman films. Yeah. And sometimes, did you know, Batman films don't even have Batman in them? Like this one. Like this one. But I count it because you got to count the movies that probably wouldn't exist without Batman. They're a related character. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like... I wouldn't say Man of Steel is a Batman movie or Green Lantern, even though they're in the same realm, but Birds of Prey, based on a sub-team related to Batman, Harley Quinn is a Batman villain, definitely would count that, would count Joker, unfortunately would count Catwoman. Right. So here we are. We had to skip ahead a lot. But I think it's worth it to talk about this movie now. Yeah. As opposed to in the late April or early May or something like that. I don't know. Trying
0: to, trying to see if I could actually fully remember the film's the actual title. Is it what? It's Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn.
1: That is it. Oh, holy shit. You got it. <laughs> uh, That's ridiculous. Actually, you're wrong. I just checked. The title is Harley Quinn. According to my local oh, theater. No, Harley Quinn, in parentheses, Birds of Prey, is what a lot of movie theater chains are trying to force as the new title of the movie. This is apparently not a Warner Brothers thing, by the way. Oh. This is apparently just theater chains trying to, like, maximize profit because they don't think Birds of Prey is getting people in the seats as a name to attract people. And you know what? I think they're correct. Yeah. I think this movie has a bad title that. Doesn't really tell you what it is Because if the movie's Character wasn't Like if the main character wasn't Harley Quinn You could maybe have an argument to call this Birds of Prey But the main character is Harley Quinn It's a Harley Quinn movie About Harley Quinn Narrated by Harley Quinn It's Harley Quinn Right I I think that makes more sense Totally Totally she wasn't as big of a part of Suicide Squad. That movie makes more sense because it's more about a team dynamic.
0: Right. Um, this movie is mostly about Harley Quinn, and the team dynamic comes in at the end. Yeah. It, it, like, it, barely, it doesn't even happen at all until the end of the movie, till the climax.
1: So there's, there's a big missing chunk of time here. And in talking about movies before like their development, it's kind of it's kind of important to note a couple things. Okay. We were talking about 2004 last week. Now it's 2020, and uh, superhero films are very different now. Quite uh, the most popular superhero film in 2004 era, not that came out in 2004, but like in that time frame. Up to that point, was probably still Batman '89. Probably, maybe yeah. Spider-Man 2, which came out that year. Oh, you know what? Yeah, no, it was it was Spider-Man for sure. Spider-Man lit the world on fire, but yeah. Batman '89 did when it first came out, and yeah, a lot of people like, talked about that. Yeah, in a modern context, I'd say, and
0: in 2004. The biggest superhero thing going on with Spider-Man.
1: Now... Raimi's Spider-Man movies killed it. They're a big thing. Now it's very different because everything is attached to a cinematic universe and Marvel is on top with, like, 25 movies and counting. Uh, The TV show's coming. Uh, The ride never ends. (laughs) Some days I I wake up and I uh, wish it would. Instead of just one or two superhero movies happening every year, there is more like ten. If you count Marvel and DC and side stuff like your Hellboys and your fucking Vin Diesel movie that's coming out that I forget the name of. Oh, Uh, same. I have no idea. Blood Man or whatever it is. Blood guy. Blood. Yeah, blood dude. Blood man. Blood (laughs) homie. But, yeah, so we're in a different, completely different era, which is interesting. Uh, We'll talk about how that era kind of comes into fruition, maybe even as early as next week, when we talk about Batman Begins and the Nolan trilogy and how that ushers in more serious superhero fare that people really latch on to. This isn't necessarily that. No. (laughs) In fact, it's... uh... It's a little on brand with some of the
0: more like ridiculous style of superhero movies we've been watching. Yeah. Lately and provided with the context of the way DC's films have been up until like probably last year <coughs> where they've been on this like really refreshing kick
1: of movies, I like that you kind of don't even know what you're going to get at this point, right? And yeah. that's way more fun than like, oh, we're going to get them trying
0: to re- replicate the Nolan formula where it's going to be dark and serious. That was and the it's... the grueling
1: part of the Snyder films, right? Yeah,
0: that's exactly what that was. Well,
1: speaking of which, I think it's really hard to talk about this movie without talking about Suicide Squad first, right? It's we're going to review. We're going to get into more details about that train wreck, train wreck, train wreck, <laughs> Twain wreck. Uh, Yay! Eventually, when we get to it, I think it's like you know, it'll be 2027 20, by the time we. Get it, <laughs> God, I hope so. Then I'm, I'll be. I'm dead. joking. It'll be in a month or two, but Fuck. like. So we'll give that film its 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 proper dudarial, yeah, when the time comes. But I think there's two important facts you need to know. Because God, God, no, you do not have to see Suicide Squad before you see this. No, not at all. God, no. Thank God. Do not if you haven't seen it. Yeah, I just just don't. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Studio audience raised their hand. They know. Yes. You don't, you don't watch,
1: don't watch Suicide Squad. So the two things you need to know. Giroletto just lays in knives. You need to know that. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk, we'll talk about him in a minute. (laughs) Let's, so despite the movie being very messy and not good. Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn was a definite highlight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Most critics agreed with that. Uh, So this leads to Margot Robbie probably having a much better business relationship with Warner Brothers than Mr. Jared Leto. And this is the second thing you need to know. Yeah, it's very important. Jared Leto. So his Joker, even from the outset, the first image of the man was dunked on. Immediately, yeah, it was terrible. Uh, the damaged tattoo, big memeable <laughs> bullshit. Still, to this day, people are making fun of Jared Leto Joker. It's is the worst. Uh, and rightfully so. Now, whether he was bad in the role or had most of his scenes cut... Doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't. The fact remains, this take on the character polarized audiences. DC uh, seemed eager... <laughs> to move on from this version of the it's character. Me too. As they greenlit, obviously, the Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix solo Joker film for release in 2019. Yeah. Leto was reportedly angry <laughs> that DC was seemingly leaving him behind. And took the lead role in another struggling cinematic universe in Sony's Spider-Man adjacent film, (laughs) Morbius. In some weird universe that's not the MCU, but could maybe be the MCU? Question mark? Anyway, in any case, whether Leto or DC or both are to blame, this all certainly seemed to be a reason that Warner Brothers decides to have Harley break up with the Joker be a key plot of this movie. Uh, he's removed from his this film entirely. It's great. Uh, basically just he appears as a cartoon at the beginning. That is it. There's archival footage that shows the back of Jared Leto's head. and that is <laughs> as close as you get. Uh, he is deleted. And I am, for one, okay with Jared Leto being deleted. I wish they could do it in real life, but w- baby steps. We'll see. Maybe once his cult becomes violent yeah. and dangerous, we have to assess that. The ne- We'll see when the next uh, 30 seconds to Mars like, album comes out. Maybe no, they, we'll need to ship them to Mars itself.
0: They're never going to become solve violent and the dangerous. They're all
1: like emo girls. <laughs> hey, he said this is war on that one album. <laughs> <laughs> the one with the fucking what tiger on the cover of it or whatever it was. I think it was also the one where like uh, if you bought the CD, it was a random person's face. Yeah. In like low res. Yeah. So you couldn't like really tell, and there was like a million different versions of it. Right. Kanye West has a feature on that album. That's interesting. I I need to hear that now because I didn't know that existed until oh, dude, just sh- this the song's moment. called
0: Hurricane.
1: <laughs> I will. Uh, it's it is something. <laughs> I don't even particularly hate 30 Seconds to Mars but it's gotten really like bad it it keeps getting worse in recent
0: years it keeps getting every album has gotten worse
1: I'm kind of like I dunk on Jared Leto a lot I think he's probably like a not great person oh yeah definitely not reportedly from multiple films he's been on definitely not yeah but you know all things aside I, I can't say that he puts in a bad performance every time uh he was great in Blade Runner 2049 yeah he was uh But God, Suicide Squad, Ooh, I fall on the side of the fence that he was bad in that movie. It wasn't bad because they cut him out of that movie. If there was more of him, I would have been more annoyed. So anyway. That's it. That's the T. In the same year that Suicide Squad came out, Margot Robbie pitches the movie that would eventually be known as Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn to WB. (laughs) Robbie's idea was quote an r-rated girl gang film including harley because i was like harley needs friends harley loves interacting with people so don't ever make her do a standalone film uh that's probably fine yeah it's probably good to throw her with a cast because i think it's a character that works best when she is annoying other people absolutely (laughs) uh and playing off of that is certainly something that happens in this movie to to good effect oh yeah yeah one of the things it does very well. So Robbie eventually convinces them to go ahead with this idea and she agrees to produce. The script was written by Christina Hodson, who previously wrote the Transformers spin off Bumblebee in 2018. Which people seem to enjoy. So maybe, like, her role as a writer is to take a cinematic universe that fucking sucks <laughs> and make a good spin off movie out of it, or at least a decent one. It'll look decent compared to some of the other. Entry. oh yeah quite she's also set to write the flash which i guess is still a thing really yeah same guy yeah uh, well i i think so he's still game to do it he just showed up in fucking uh crisis on infinite earths earths the cw thing oh okay they cool. had the flashes meet each other which is actually kind of neat that's that fun. they acknowledge that like these things can happen it's crazy that's fun um so Robbie emphasized it was important to have a female director. So WB selected Chinese American Kathy Yan. Uh, her only previous film was 2018's Dead Pigs, which I have heard absolutely nothing about. Uh, this seems to be a scenario that like happens with comic book movies a lot now, where they take this indie darling director who made like one movie that was viewed as pretty good and then they instantly take them and throw them into a 100 100 million dollar film to make and sometimes that ends up being actual shit uh sometimes it ends up being good like uh the the guy who does uh Spider-Man Homecoming Far yeah. From Home uh, I think he just did like one movie before that and uh, now it's he's doing those it's pretty good so that's definitely seem to be a case of that. And maybe because of this, and because like I'm, I haven't seen Dead Pigs, I don't know anything about it. I'm gonna assume it's not an action-heavy movie. Uh, they hired for second unit directing and to punch up the action scenes, Chad Stahelski, who is the director of all three John Wick movies, oh. and that makes fucking sense because yeah, the why. action scenes in this movie are actually pretty fucking good. Yeah. To the point where like They're actually impressive And fun to watch And that was really surprising to me Yeah I didn't know that was going to be the case Oh dude
0: A few of the scenes Especially like uh, <laughs> and one, one that immediately jumps into my head Is when she was like beating the shit out of those two guards With a baseball bat Yes Give me heavy John Wick vibes
1: uh, The cocaine baseball segment Yeah That too <laughs> Yeah So that was a good choice So, So who So what is Birds of Prey If this is a Harley Quinn film Uh, well, they would be a primarily female superhero team with Barbara Gordon, also known as Batgirl, but at the time she was Oracle because Joker gave her the big shoot in the spine. (laughs) Right. In the killing joke. Oof. By the way, wish that was still canon. Not to be, like, mean to Barbara as a character, but I think her being a crime fighter while not being able to physically fight crime but being like the person on the headset was really interesting and cool for her character and I kind of miss it uh, because now she's just like I don't know I'm Batgirl again I stopped being paralyzed because DC universe dope hey I don't know if Batman could get his back broken by Bane and also be paralyzed and then just be fine later maybe they were like okay maybe we should let Batgirl be a thing (laughs) But anyway, uh, she is not in this movie, but the other founding member is Black Canary. Um, And then Huntress is usually on the team as well. Huntress is in the movie. Um, So these are all characters that are associated, but then the other characters in the movie, not not so much. Not so much. Harley Quinn, no. Renee Montoya, no. Cassandra Cain, I don't think so. Not as far as Weird choices here. But I don't mind it being weird choices because Birds of Prey is kind of a niche property, so you could fuck with it a bit and have some fun with it, and like you know, kind of maybe even like in a guards of Guardians of the Galaxy way, where like you know, your casual moviegoers don't know and love this comic, so maybe make it something that would appeal to them a little more. Yeah, I get that idea at least. I would have liked to see Barbara Gordon, though, because we haven't seen Batgirl in a film since fucking Batman and Robin, and that wasn't necessarily a good interpretation of the character. (laughs) So. I think we can start going through what happens in the movie. I'll interject with stuff about the cast as we go. Do you want to... Do you wanna lay on me what happens in Bur Burba Prey? And yeah. the blah 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 of blah 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 Harley Quinn blah, blah blah blah. Movies called Harley Quinn actually, blah blah blah. Yeah. Okay.
0: So we get uh right off the bat with the movie we get a little animated shorty boy that kinda catches us up to speed of what's been happening with good old Harley Quinn. Yeah. Since uh we last left and met the pile of garbage that uh the world lit on fire, which is Suicide Squad. <laughs>
1: Um, all my friends are heathens. Take it slow. Oh, <laughs> oh I won't be here anymore. I'm leaving. <laughs> that was so dis. That was pure disappointment. That was happening to you. That was amazing. I
0: want to die.
1: So anyway, it's
0: cute, little, fun animation. Uh, fully expressing like the attitude and
1: like aesthetic of that this Harley Quinn has. Yeah. It was really nice. I appreciate it. it I fun. liked all the comic references because we haven't got to see her be in the classic Harley Quinn outfit, but she appears in that way here. Yeah. And then the Joker they show us uh, looks like classic Joker, comic Joker, not mm-hmm. Jared Leto Joker. Good choice. Great choice. <laughs> Great choice.
0: She uh, just displays that she, her and Joker broke up, which is like, you know, everybody knowing going into this overarching plot of this movie. Yeah. Her and Joker aren't together anymore, and we get a little bit of... A montage of how her life has been going since that happened. Yeah. Where she is, uh, horribly depressed. Uh-huh. Um, just, just squirting cans of cheese whiz into her mouth,
1: eating cereal and watching cartoons. Yeah. And then, uh... She gets a hyena. And she got a hyena from a dude. I love that it, they did this because... And then had it kill a guy. Oh, fun. yeah, dude. The hyenas, her pet hyenas were one of my favorite parts of the animated series. Yeah, this is great. Um... It's cool that at least they got to be in this. Well, one of them. It would have been probably hard to have two. She also uh, takes up roller derby and just like beats the shit out of... That is also a thing from the comics. Yeah, just beats the shit out of other girls. So that's fun. <laughs> that was really entertaining. It's weird to me that she would have like a civilian job as Harley Quinn. Right. <laughs> like, is, is Gotham City that fucked? That's that the That they just let like a criminal have a civilian job it's all above board It's fine Yeah it's really strange Cause like She she talks about later
0: in the movie About how like After the Suicide Squad shit was done She got put back in Arkham Asylum
1: And then she just broke out again Well that happens at the end of Suicide Squad Right Joker breaks her out Right Um But then I guess nobody's just Nobody does anything about nobody's it Nobody's doing Well nobody law enforcement wise Is doing anything about it They're scared of Joker I, I guess. guess That's it's the implication kinda, Yeah So then we get like her admitting that she hasn't really told the underworld, the criminal underworld or anyone that she has broke up with the Joker Uh, because she doesn't she likes enjoying the amenities that her status in the crime world Mm -hmm. uh, brings because of that connection. Yes. It's weird to me that I guess this means that Joker hasn't told anybody that he broke up with her. Or maybe he just doesn't give a shit. He's too busy laying in a pile of a bunch of knives. Right. And that's pretty uh, much all he does. <laughs> as far as I can tell. And having a bad Joker laugh where he puts his hand in front of his face. And the hand has a smile on it. And he goes. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it fucking sucks.
0: Oh, God. I can't wait to, we to talk about that again. So she Fuck goes me. to a club. Yes. That uh, we very quickly find out he is owned and operated by Roman Sionis. A.K.A. The Black Mask. The yes. club is called The Black
1: Mask, by yeah, the way. So this is Ewan McGregor. He is amazing in this movie. He's I great. love this character, and I love how nothing you know about him. You don't know a damn thing about him by the time this movie's over. Yeah, <laughs> You just know that he's incredibly narcissistic and prone to violence and outbursts. But he's also incredibly outgoing, has some big gay energy going on, oh, yeah, basically. For sure. um, he genuinely seems like a coked up, like, yeah, we're having a good time kind of guy until something doesn't go his way. Then he becomes a violent psycho. That's all you know. Now, I know in the comics there's like more of a reason why he wears the black mask. This just seems to be his thing. He just likes wearing it. He yeah. doesn't wear it for most of the movie until the end when he wears the black mask. Yeah. I think it's just like he thinks it's cool that when he does super violent crime things to wear the black skull mask. Yeah, that's that's it. all you need to know really. I'm I'm fine, I'm with, fine that. with it. Yeah, it's fun. The less knew- less the less is better sometimes. Less is more. Yeah. And with those kind
0: of like those kind of villains, less is definitely more.
1: I think it he's allows- like he's honestly feels like a better Joker. Yeah. Than the Joker in this universe, right? Which is weird. Yeah, it, it's really, really strange.
0: So uh, we get a, a scene here in this nightclub where Harley is uh, drinking excessively, and then the some dude like talks some shit on her, and then she just breaks the guy's legs. Turns out that Sionis is driver. He's pretty pissed off about it. <laughs>
1: But then, then, then but like he doesn't do down. anything because he knows this is the Joker's girlfriend. Yeah,
0: he's afraid of the Joker, which apparently everybody in this town is afraid of a guy who just lays in knives all day.
1: I don't get it. <laughs> he's the Joker. He's scary. Ha, ha, ha. Well, uh, I'd, be, I'd be scared of Jared Leto, too. He has a cult, and they'll uh, do whatever he asks.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Just, like, lay down and cry about how much life sucks. <laughs> that's about all they do. <laughs> and we're a lot of white.
1: I'm not sad! Yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, a, that's a 30 second tomorrow. Am I right? Yeah, it is. Okay, good. <laughs> that's the same I could album have just that been that. singing another band and no, not no. Knowing it. No, no. It's closer to the edge. Yeah, that's okay. what the
0: song's called. Yeah, closer to the edge. So now we get introduced to another one of our main characters in the movie, uh, Dina Lance.
1: Hell yeah. Black Canary. Yep. Who is a singer at this nightclub i'm super glad i didn't see a lot of bad takes on the internet that like this character white in the comics
0: why is she black i know i'm glad i didn't see it i'm sure those takes were around but i'm glad i didn't see any
1: she's fucking good she's great i like her a lot they did a good job and she seems to like really be into playing this character oh yeah um this is journey smollett bell As Black Canary, Mm -hmm. she was excited to bring the role to the big screen. She says this quote, Black Canary, she's such a legendary character, and I became a fan of her from Injustice 2. (laughs) That's awesome. She even based her performance of, uh, this doesn't happen until the end of the movie, but if you know anything about about Black Canary, this is how her character works. She has a superpower where she has a sonic cry that comes out of her mouth. Uh, and she literally based the performance of this cry on how it is an in Injustice Two. <laughs> That's sick. I didn't notice. Hell that yeah, I didn't play dude. that much of that game. It's a good game.
0: Yeah, yeah I know.
1: Black Canary's yeah. really good in it too. Yeah, kick people with your legs. Yeah,
0: and then do a scream.
1: And then do a scream. Cool. Ha! Yeah, and then <laughs> she was great. She's one of my favorite side characters in this movie. Um, they I think they nailed like basically all of the key team members if you will i think so yeah even though the movie is harley quinn's i didn't feel like anyone was a weak link yeah i liked the characters enough
0: yeah Yeah, i agree with you on that one uh so we get a scene later on where harley gets uh too drunk and she has to be saved by canary
1: I think the movie plays with time a little bit, but yeah. we can describe it however we want to, because you have Harley Quinn narrating the whole time, right? and as such, she's an unreliable narrator, and she fucks up, and we kind of get, like, a somewhat not-in-order sequence of events, because I believe it doesn't show us this until later.
0: That's right, yeah.
1: Yeah. But you could say it now, because it's probably hard to keep track of everything like that.
0: It just, it just I was going to say real quick, I said, uh, yeah, did he... She rescues Harley from, uh,
1: about to probably get assaulted by some guy. Or kidnapped, or... or, or, The vibes were definitely, like... Bad. Like, Like hella bad. Rapey and bad. Right, Uh, and she's too drunk to really do anything about this, so... Black Canary is gonna do nothing, but then decides to help her.
0: Yeah, and so this gets, uh... Gets gets Canary kind of roped into being, uh... Siona sees driver. her kick a yeah. bunch of
1: ass and then is like oh because it's just uh, she's just the singer at his club right. right now but now he's like oh she should be like an enforcer of mine she should be my driver right. especially because I need a new one now uh, and that's what her role becomes yes <laughs> very so- begrudgingly because you can tell that she's just trying to you know work her singing craft and just make ends meet but uh don't, don't want to necessarily do this, but you know, it's kind of hard to say no to Black Mask and probably keep living. Right, I would assume.
0: I would assume. Yeah, so we get a we get a a lot of jumping around in narration from Harley, like you were saying. We get this uh, this scene where I would assume it's after everybody finds out that she's not with the Joker anymore, and she gets uh, just attacked by a bunch of different people.
1: Well, okay the key thing that lets everyone know because she doesn't openly tell everybody right after she's super drunk. So that night, I think maybe before she goes to the club, the, again, the narration is not, not reliable. <laughs> right. Um, she drives to ACE chemicals, which is where her origin basically is. Uh, this scene was in suicide squad, uh, Joker took her to Ace Chemicals, where he fell in the vat and became white skinned, and they both go into a vat of chemicals and have a uh, you know a meat cute. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> but like you know, it's like a ro- romantic in quotation marks moment where like the Joker and Harley Quinn are in this vat of chemicals, and she is transformed into Harley Quinn. Yes, he sucked, but now it did. <laughs> but now they use it for a good scene because she's like, this place is where it all started. And now I'm broke up with the Joker. Fuck the Joker. And she gets a, an idea to blow up ACE chemicals. Uh, she just drives a truck through the gates and then bails out and that truck crashes and blows up the entire factory. And you get the sense that this was an important location to the Joker as well, because it has ties to his origin, As the Joker Right So this place Blowing up means I think That he tells Everybody Fuck this bitch Right I'm not dating her anymore (laughs) Um And I think this leads uh, Renee Montoya Who we get introduced to here To find out as well yeah, because she leaves evidence at the scene that she was yeah. there.
0: Lisa, she as she is driving a, the big truck, a big truck into the chemical plant. She she had a necklace she received from the Joker. She rips Rip it off and throws it. it out. Yeah, yes. She rips it off and throws it out the window, and that gets discovered by Montoya, who uh, now realizes what's going on.
1: <laughs> I liked her character. Okay, she's maybe like my least favorite of like the main like of the main ones. Yeah, but like. Still okay. This is a good interpretation of her on Montoya, in my opinion. Who, uh... This is Rosie Perez playing her, too, so that helps. The only Rosie redemption Perez
0: story played. for a cop is to stop being a cop.
1: That's sick, though. I yeah, liked right. that, actually. Yeah. Um, so she first appeared in Batman the Animated Series, just like Harley Quinn did, which mm-hmm. is cool. Uh, though the, cater li- the character later received development in a, a series I like a lot that I don't see get brought up a lot, Gotham Central. Oh, yeah. Which is, like... Just focusing on the cops. Right. Batman is like a tertiary character at best. Um, And 52, which uh, saw her eventually becoming the vigilante, The Question, for a time. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know what she does now. I don't know if she has like a vigilante identity or if they've went back to her being a cop. I don't know. Uh, I assume now that this movie exists, and this is probably the most anyone knows about Renee Montoya outside of comics, They'll probably just do that synergy thing where they make her also a vigilante in the comics as well, (laughs) which is fine with me because I liked this kind of story arc that she had where she's a cop, but not everything has gone well with her career and she kind of feels slighted by her superiors. Who she feels has kind of betrayed her over the years?
0: Yeah, you kind of get this. You get this scene kind of right before the explosion happens, which is like once again told like this weird, twisted. After you see the scene of Harley blowing the place up, you get a scene where she's investigating a crime Mm -hmm. Um, that happens before the explosion. Right. Yes, and she's like running while she's doing her detective work. She's running like like circles around all the employees there. You could tell how slighted she feels that she uh, is still basically a beat cop. Yeah. Where she's, like, actually a talented as an investigator.
1: And by the she, way, like, she... Yeah. She's investigating a hit on a mob person... Yes. ...by someone who killed them with a crossbow. And that's a thing throughout the movie. The crossbow killer. Uh, which eventually gets solved. Spoiler, it's Huntress.
0: What? Who would have guessed?
1: A character with a crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> so... When uh, so
0: Montoya figures all this out, and then we get a scene. We get a scene where everybody in Gotham basically is after Harley Quinn now,
1: including Montoya. Yeah, was one of the first people to catch up to her. Right. Uh, I want to know is... how you feel about this scene. It felt like overly Deadpool to me. Yeah, Harley, this is where it got Harley Quinn look. goes to get uh, a bacon, and egg, and cheese sandwich. And she, like, obsesses over how good this thing looks. And when a bunch of people start attacking her, she drops it. And she has this, like, look of anguish on her face that I, I don't even think she has when she's going through the Joker breakup stuff. <laughs> it's, like, even worse than that. This felt like a very oh, yeah. Deadpool moment to me. It like, did. oh, no, I dropped my chimichanga. You will pay for this kind of moment that, like, I get that Harley Quinn's a jokey character. And is not usually serious. This just like really took me out of anything that was going on in the movie, and I was like, that's not really that funny. I think they thought it was way funnier than they thought it was. Yeah. I don't know.
0: This was this scene was okay. This is actually one of the uh one of the weaker scenes in the entire film, I'd say.
1: Her running away from people. Yeah. I liked the general chaos of it. Um and I like the motif that starts here where whenever someone shows up that wants to kill her the, it freeze frames and shows their name and the reason they want to kill Harley Quinn. Yeah, that's fun. Which is fun. Um I liked a lot of them.
0: <laughs> yeah, those are those are fun. I just uh I don't know. I I thought the uh like you were saying, like the, the weird like Deadpool comparison. I think uh Like, tonally, it kind of works for the movie, but at the same time, it, like, kind of hits that edge, like, a little hard. Just because she's a goofy character
1: doesn't mean she has to be, like, the fourth wall breaking Deadpool, because she does break the fourth wall a bit in this movie, too. Right. Um, It should have just been, like, the one moment at the end, probably. Right.
0: That's one of the primary issues with this film, is sometimes it kind of puts the
1: the foot on the gas
0: pedal a little too much. Sure. And then we're needed to actually just be a little more subtle. Uh Uh-huh. But... Uh, And I think this scene kind of exemplifies some of that. It's a little too over the top, and it kind of gets a little sloppy. I think
1: it was a good chase scene, though, at the very least. Well, the uh, the action was good. Yes.
0: One big motif in this movie, the action's good the entire time.
1: But basically, she shakes Montoya and all the other people trying to kill her, I think. Or maybe she, no, she eventually gets captured by Sionis' gang. Yeah. Yeah. She shakes some people, but not Silas's gang. Right. Um. So I think Montoya gets covered in garbage, goes back to the precinct.
0: She gets made fun of being covered in garbage. Yeah.
1: I think this is where we get introduced to Cassandra Kane, who I wanted to talk about a bit. This is a the little girl character who yeah. steals shit and says fuck, which is also a very Deadpool Devil too. Kind of thing. Yeah, I didn't like a her similar character. character. I really much. didn't either. Um, she was okay. My main my complaint about her is more of a comics reason than anything, and I feel like that's a little biased on my part because Cassandra Kane is really cool. She um, is very different in the comics. She's like this like at first mute because of extensive trauma, assassin who eventually becomes the second Batgirl. Uh, and then eventually goes by the name Orphan in the comics, now that Barbara Gordon is Batgirl again. Right. Uh, So she's kind of a cool Bat Family vigilante character. I like her a lot in the comics. And here I don't get the sense that this character is going to become that character at all. No. Um, And she's incredibly different because she's more of just a streetwise kid who steals people's shit, pickpockets them. And that's like all she does in this movie. <laughs> Steals people's shit. Um, so, in a flashback, I, I believe she uh, pickpockets Roman Sionis's, uh second in command, who's out on a, a pickup job with Black Canary.
0: No, this isn't like technically a flashback. This is a. Uh, you're, you're it much- happens
1: before she's at the police station, though. But, yeah. Yeah. I think it shows you that this is happening after, though. Yeah, it is. This is the thing.
0: Because it's it's once again the the erratic narration of this film, like on purpose,
1: is really interesting. It's fine, but we might as well say this happens before the other thing. Right.
0: So, yeah, so it gets established. So, calling back to getting established that, that Canary is the driver now.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, for Sionis, her and, uh, yeah, his number 2 in command who is Victor Zaz.
1: Yeah, that was weird. I didn't expect this at all. Yeah. I didn't know he was in this movie. Neither did I. This is Chris Messina as Zaz. Um he he's actually we're going to see another version of him next week in Batman Begins briefly. Yeah. Um he's never really been like a key like part of a Batman movie. And I think the reason is he's not like He's not my favorite Batman villain. He's He's not terribly interesting. one note. I kind of liked him in this movie because his main characteristic that's usually on display, which is he kills a person and then carves with a knife a tally mark into his own skin for each of his victims. His key gimmick is not really on display in this movie. He still does that, but he's more just like Black Mask's enforcer. Yeah. So it's kind of like the implication that Black Mask chose a vicious, terrible dude to be his enforcer and who better than this serial killer man. Right. Um like they're fucking taking people's faces off in their introductory scene. Yes. Like a family too. It's not like a nice scene at all. They're taking off like the husband's face and then the wife's face and then they're about to spare the daughter. But then, like, Black Mask is like, ew, is that snot? Ew, I changed my mind, kill her. Which establishes how insane his character is. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a good mix, though. I think he has a good mix of whimsical insanity and actual sadistic insanity. Yeah. It switches back and forth a little bit. Yeah, he's not he's not too bad. I like that it's not terribly consistent because mm-hmm. it makes him seem really unhinged. Right. I liked it a lot actually. I think
0: it's what you need to even like pull that character off probably.
1: Yeah, as written at least. Yeah. I don't even care that it, if it's close to Black Mask in the comics or not. Comics Black Mask not really that interesting to me. Just kind of like a mob guy.
0: Yeah. Who care? This movie, Black Mask, interesting because it's Ewan McGregor, and he does a great job. He
1: does a really good job.
0: So, yeah, we have we have uh, Canary and Zaz sent on a mission to pick up a diamond. Um, right. Embedded with the count numbers to a fortune of the Bertinelli crime family. This
1: is the MacGuffin of the film. Right. Right. Which I didn't think this movie was going to have a MacGuffin, but here we are. Um, I guess it's fine. It works as just, like, it's a diamond, so it's already expensive, but then embedded in it is account numbers for a dead crime family. Yeah. That's really complicated, but okay. So Cassandra Kane goes by our characters who have this diamond and pickpockets it. And then all of a sudden, Victor Zaz is like, oh, shit, where's the diamond? Oh, no. Um, so she gets picked up by the cops and taken to the precinct before Zaz and Canary can catch up with her. And now yeah. there's a manhunt for Cassandra Kane. Yes. Uh, so they've captured Harley Quinn. And Harley Quinn is about to get killed by Black Mask, who has a laundry list of grievances against her, as they show on the screen. Yeah. Um, I, one of them. One of them is that she voted for Bernie, which I, I have a <laughs> lot of problems reconciling <laughs> that it's canon in the DC universe that Harley Quinn voted for Bernie Sanders. <laughs> It's just like I'm not even saying it's out of character it's just such a weird detail to even bring up. Yeah. What weird what weird trivia.
0: <laughs> Can't wait to see the DC extended universe trivial pursuit that comes out in like 4 years. Oh yeah. It's like
1: who did Harley Quinn vote for?
0: Yeah, and who did Harley Quinn vote for in 2016?
1: Bernie dumb <laughs> um it's just it's just like in a long list of other things that he hates her for uh including that she's just a woman in general apparently uh these could just be Harley's opinions cause they're on the screen yeah. um so she kinda convinces them hey why don't you have me go get Cassandra Kane and the diamond because that'll put me back in your good graces and we'll be square or whatever and then you guys don't have to kill me, and they're kind of like okay, they're probably just going to kill her anyway later. Right. Is the implication, but they let her go to go do that. So, so let me get a a fun little action scene. This is a great scene. Uh, I like to uh, lot.
0: Yeah, busting into the Gotham City Police Department with uh, with a grenade like a launcher of um, a bunch of uh, non lethal beanbag shots.
1: Yeah. She somehow doesn't murder 80 cops in this scene. No, she she just, just beats the shit out of them. These gigantic welts on them. Those beanbag rounds. They probably hurt. Oh, yeah. She's really effective with that thing, too. She takes out so many people. Yeah, so she's like a really good John Wick-esque, uh, for well, yeah. obvious reasons, I like, fight uh, scene. Yeah, I like how
0: in the scene like they added like a bunch of different glitter. It's like they loaded those beanbags with glitter. Uh-huh. And they had her shoot them. Yeah. And then it really made really, really cool cinematic effects that way. It did. <coughs> All these different kinds of glitter flying whenever she shot one of those beanbags. You really sweet. Uh, it was a good action scene. I enjoyed
1: it. By the way, in the background of one of these shots, you can see a wanted poster for... Fucking Captain Boomerang from Suicide Squad. Oh my God! Uh, there's not a lot of references to Suicide Squad, but that's one of them. Ugh. He's gonna show up in the next one, as is Harley Quinn. So, the James Gunn directed, oh, okay. and written one.
0: Is, is this taking now? It's quick sidebar.
1: Is this taking place in the same thing? or Is this a reboot? Is Birds of Prey a reboot? Well, no. I believe we're what? gonna say Suicide, suicide Squad happened. And it's canon.
0: In in, in Birds of Prey.
1: Yes. You're talking about the James Gunn, The Suicide Squad. Uh Uh-huh. Is that... No, that is a movie that takes place after Birds of Prey. So it is... Apparently. Unless there's some kind of change. Yeah, no, it might as well just be called Suicide Squad 2, but they kind of want to distance it a little bit and maybe make it even replace... You when you the movie, think of Suicide Squad, you think of this one instead, is should, kind of what I'm going... Uh, I think they're going for. Suicide Squad 2, some kind of Suicide Squad. <laughs> we the Patsies. We some kind of... Suicide Squad Rogue 2. One, a Star Wars story. <laughs> <laughs> that was going on around the same time, because the trailers dropped close to the same time, if yeah. I remember right. Jesus. Yeah, they, that was fun. Uh,
0: so... We also get a little establishment here that Canary is, uh, working as a, basically a mole for, uh,
1: yeah, Montoya. Yeah, we had a brief scene where Montoya approaches her and says, hey, the driver guy was actually a mole for me for information about Black Mask's criminal empire, so can you do that for me? And at first, Canary's like, no, don't fuck with me, leave me alone, and then I think she kind of, like, convinces her to do it, because Black Mask is really, truly a piece of shit. Yeah, she, uh... And she knows this. Yeah. So she starts. When everything starts,
0: starts going down with Cassandra Kane, um, Canary immediately
1: gets a hold of Montoya and lets her know what's going on. Yeah. Cassandra Kane has the diamond. Mm hmm. So. But Harley gets to her before anybody else and takes out all the cops here. And then people. Uh, I, I, I guess. Oh, yeah. Black Mask hired more assassins than just Harley Quinn because that would be chaotic for harley quinn so even more people show up to get cassandra cain and harley quinn takes them out too with the assistance of cocaine (laughs) straight up uh some cocaine gets shot in the evidence room i love the evidence room as a location for a fight scene by the way a lot of cool stuff happened yeah it was fun um she got baseball bats and hit people with them and car doors and all kinds of shit but some cocaine got shot, and she snorted it, and then all of a sudden she's, like, fighting more energetically. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was fun. Yeah, absolutely. It was a lot of and fun. And now we, like, enter this phase of the film where she's kind of just palling around with Cassandra Cain, uh, this little kid, who is kind of impressed by with Harley, because she, like, has this, like, you know, devil-may-care attitude about life, and that Cassandra Cain kind of, like, I guess... Shares because she just kinda goes through life stealing her way by, which Harley does as well. And, and including in like the very next scene with them, where they go to a yeah. grocery store. Just steal a bunch of and shit. And steal all the groceries. <laughs> uh but the main reason they go there is because uh Cassandra swallowed the diamond before she went to the police station to in an attempt to salvage it for later. Man. Uh so they gotta X lax that shit out. Yeah, so they go there to buy a bunch of fucking laxative (laughs) and go back to harley quinn's apartment which uh no one should know is hers it's a secret above a chinese food place run by a guy named doc yes um i like that there's just this random guy who she's cool with uh who seems like a nice dude not crime related at all no (laughs) um Probably ignorant to a lot of the facts of Harley Quinn, Uh, so they're just chilling at her place, and they kind of like get to know each other. And Harley kind of like has has a friend for probably the first time in a long time. Yeah, I guess Uh, likes having a little cohort.
0: Yeah, it's and yeah, it's these scenes aren't bad. They're kind of they're okay. They're okay. They're okay. You're getting a little bit of just like Felman showing kind of how lonely Harley was. Yeah, and like she, how badly she just kind of wants like a companion or a friend,
1: rather than just being like Joker's Harley Quinn the whole time. Yeah, well, because there's You're, a part like way early that kind of uh, is actually like pretty good acting from Margot Robbie where she's talking to Black Canary and describes what a Harley Quinn is. Yeah. A harlequin mm-hmm. and it's like they're just they're just designed to serve and no one gives a shit about them beyond that. And she's like drunk and like pissed and depressed. And it like it kind of hammers home where the character's at really well. Yeah. I liked that scene a lot. Um so then people show up to kill her uh because Doc sold him out. Yeah, because the heat is like too much, I guess. Yeah. First he's
0: uh He's approached By our Huntress Or the Crossbow Killer Who at this point We get revealed to us As
1: Helena Bertinelli Played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead Does a great job She's I love her, she's great She's usually great in like everything she's in But she's really fucking good in this movie I like that she has this like Action superhero role now Yeah I hope that this movie gets some kind of sequel somehow. Or at least these characters can show up in the universe again. Cause it would be a shame to just waste her only on this movie. Yeah. Because she has the least screen time out of anybody else, I feel. And she's a lot of fun when she's on screen. She's has some excellent fight
0: scenes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And like I like her like just dry stone face
1: character. Fits the bill really well for it. <laughs> she has a lot of personality for like a character that could be one note. Yeah. Where like she just her origin is that the crime family who was murdered Right that their uh information is embedded in that diamond. Yeah. Uh she's the daughter of that crime family. And when they were all murdered by another crime family, she survived. Uh one of the hitmen found her and decided to save her life and bring her to like I think a monastery where she trained to be an assassin. Mm -hmm. And then she came back to Gotham uh, only thinking about killing (laughs) all these people that wronged her and killed her whole family. Yeah. Uh, So she comes back and starts doing that. That was the one person in the uh, restaurant that she killed. And she's looking for somebody else. I forget who. I think maybe she's looking for... Harley Quinn so that she can find somebody else
0: yeah something like that
1: which ends up being Zaz yeah Zaz is one of the people that assisted yeah that's
0: the last person that she needs to kill before she fulfills her thing is Victor Zaz yes so now Harley Quinn's apartment gets blown up uh huh just fucked and turns out the doc sold her out yeah and she, she goes up to Doc who's packing his car Knowing that this place is about to blow up apparently Asking him hey what's up And he's just like it's business
1: And Hobbs car just business. Yeah Hobbs his car drives she away she lets him leave I thought yeah. she was going to kill him or something No But nah it's fine uh, But At this, this kind of like Makes her feel like yeah it is just business And now she's like I'm going to die if I don't give this kid up And maybe it's the fucked up morally thing to do, because they're going to fucking kill this kid. Right. But she decides to arrange a meeting with Black Mask and give up the kid. Yep. And the diamond.
0: An old amusement park. Very Joker-esque.
1: An old Joker hideout and Harley Quinn hideout, basically. Right. I love this setting. You know what it reminded me of? A little bit. (laughs) Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 where the ending just takes place at an abandoned carnival for no reason. (laughs) Basically what this is yeah. (laughs) At least it fits narratively into this movie because of Harley Quinn and her aesthetic and also like the past haunting her as in the Joker directly Mm-hmm. I think that all works way better than uh, than it certainly did as just a random location in Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, but I'll always love abandoned carnivals as a location anyway. It's fun. It's, they're creepy and cool. Yeah.
0: So yeah, so Harley Quinn calls uh, calls Black Mask, lets him know what's going on. So <laughs> Canary gets wind of this and um, calls us into Montoya that this shit is going down.
1: Yes, so Montoya's on the way there. Yeah. Uh, also on the way there is Black Canary and Victor Zaz. However, Victor Zaz notices a text sent to Black Canary on her cell phone from Renee Montoya. Says on her way. And that no- that he knows that she is not to be trusted. And he pulls over and says, I have to pee. He's lying. He goes to a payphone, calls Black Mask, and lets him know about... Canary's intent and black mask says all right i'll be on my way with my fucking army so black mask has an army (laughs) fuck it they're called the false face society not by the movie itself but i looked this up it's a reference to the comics um and maybe even that reference goes back as far as 60s batman by the way oh wow because there was a character named false face who is not two-face because they weren't allowed to use Two-Face because scary for children. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) this gang is, uh, you know, I loved it. It reminded me of the Arkham games where Black Mask's gang all wears masks and has the same aesthetic (laughs) as Black Mask. It's a very Arkham games thing to do. When you're fighting Joker thugs, they all look like clowns. When you're fighting Two-Face guys, they're all designed to be... Two-Face-looking. Right. Penguin thugs, same thing. Uh, I like that aspect of those games. That way you know whose thugs you're fighting. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) That felt a little bit like that. Everybody had a black mask aesthetic. Different masks. Creepy.
0: Very creepy, some of them.
1: (laughs) Montoya shows up and starts fighting Harley Quinn. Yep. Uh, Cassandra's in the bathroom trying to shit out of Diamond. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. Harley Quinn gets the upper hand and throws Renee Montoya out of a window. Yeah. Which looks like that would kill her, but doesn't. Really but low like it's a really whatever. low window. I guess. But Harley like acts like it did the job. Right. <laughs> um But then I think Huntress shows up as well, or does she show up last? So yeah, she shows up last. She shows up last. Yeah. First we get first now we get Zaz. Canary and canary. And yeah. And uh Zaz gets the upper hand and also tells Black Canary to fuck off. Yeah, and he, he, uh, he kill all of them.
0: He tranquilizes Quinn first.
1: Yes. Um, she's
0: stuck there, not able to do anything. Yeah. Then he tells he tells Canary to kill the kid. Was to rip to rip her chest open and pull if out. You're really the,
1: not uh not a, a snitch. And right. Like on the good guys side, you you kill this kid, and she won't do it. Yeah. Of course. Obviously. And so then, I think Huntress shows yeah, up. Yeah, now that
0: now Huntress shows up, and just straight up puts an arrow in Zaz.
1: Yeah, immediately. Uh, and then everybody is arguing, and nobody knows what's going on. Uh, but my favorite part of this scene is as Harley Quinn slowly comes back out of being tranquilized. She starts stabbing the shit out of Zaz, who was just uh, <laughs> yeah threatening her, and there was nothing she could do about it. Really creepy, because uh, she like literally couldn't move. Uh, again, rapey vibes. Yeah. Uh, this movie is very pro-women beating the shit out of men, which is fun. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she just starts stabbing the shit out of him. He's already dead, but, like, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Villain down. We, we, You know, it's funny to me... How fickle comic book movies are with villains that could appear again, but like honestly, fuck Victor Zaz. It's fine. Yeah. You don't ever have to use him again. No, he's still. <laughs> if it was somebody bigger, I would maybe care more. Yeah, he's so just like one note. Hmm? Yeah. He was, he was better
0: than Victor Zaz, I'd say, usually is in this movie, but there's only so much you could do with that character anyway.
1: I, he, even more than the Joker, needs to be killed. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about that man. He just literally only exists to kill people. (laughs) Batman's no-kill policy. I mean, come on, man. When you got villains like this, you got to do something. So Huntress is very confused, and she's just kind of like, I'm going to go, because I came here to kill that guy. And now I'm done. And he is dead, so I'm going to go. But then Montoya says, wait a minute, if you're trying to kill the people who killed the uh." you need to kill Black Mask too. Because Black Mask orchestrated that hit so that he could get that diamond later. And that's what he did. So she's like, oh, okay. So now we have our squad, basically. Yeah. The birds of prey. All working together. Uh, Harley Quinn puts forth this notion and everybody's like, yeah, okay. Oddly yeah. enough, this makes sense. It's really funny. because yeah, <laughs> they, they, they start to play it off like she's making some kind of motivational speech. And everybody there's just like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, well, because, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, you know, there's no other way to get out of this situation right? other than everybody shoots all the bad guys. There's a literal army approaching at the gates of this uh, the carnival funhouse, wherever they're at. Yeah. Fun little thing.
0: I mean, this little scene happened in trailers trailer, too, but she starts feeling like it's going to be a sleepover.
1: Yeah. I that was fun. And, and then can- Canary's, like, focus. and yeah. she's like, okay. Because she's like, we should order a pizza. <laughs> um... By the way, Cassandra is, is uh really hurt because now she knows that Harley was gonna sell her out. Yeah. And uh she's really pissed about that. Uh so then begins basically the big ending set piece of the movie. Yes, where they we
0: have we have the birds of prey versus uh versus the black mask army. Yeah. In in this abandoned amusement park. Mm hmm. And we get some really fun action scenes um, where, in the middle of it, uh, Harley just puts on blade, like roller skates. Just, and then they make a comment that it just kind of happened out of nowhere. Canary's like, "I like How did she changed shoes really so fast? I was really mad
1: about it until they made the joke to bring it up. Yeah. Because I was like, "Why? when did she have time to put on roller skates? But then the movie itself says, when did she have time to put on roller skates? Yeah. And like, I oh, like that okay. they called out the moment. That makes it work. Yeah. Um and uh, they all just, you know, I mean, like, I there's like a funny little bit where like Harley's like, here's all the guns. And then none of the guns are there. Yeah. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> <Harley> <laughs> Joker took them all at some point. And she was like, fuck. But they have like some scattered bullshit. And it, it ends up being more like a raid fight scene because they don't have guns. They just have knives and baseball bats and shit. So they just have to fight these people charging in with uh, nothing but fisticuffs and Uh, Very fun superhero action kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, I liked all of this. I especially liked the part where they slide down the slide to get to a lower level and Huntress kills somebody while sliding down the slide with a knife. And then just like everybody else comes out of the slide and then Huntress does as well whilst continuously stabbing a guy. (laughs) And Harley stops you just like, hey.
0: You're so cool, and then he <laughs> just like he says this so awkwardly. By the way, this movie has big gay energy. A little bit, a little bit. Uh, well, round okay it I hope they um, lean
1: into it in a future installment yeah. even more. Didn't
0: even mention it right at the beginning of the movie. That little opening animation. Uh, it, it heavily implies that uh, Harley was in a relationship with a girl. Yes, that's She's right. Bi.
1: Yeah. Mhm. Well, that's a good setup to actually have her canonically be with Poison Ivy at some point. I really hope they do that.
0: I I really hope for that, too. Especially because,
1: like, DC has basically said that these characters are broken up in canon now, by the way. Harley Quinn and the Joker. Good. Uh, Joker has, like, a new girlfriend out of nowhere that is happening now in the comics called Punchline. I don't know why. How's this guy get so many girlfriends, man? He's Jared Leto. No. I anyway, find somebody else who likes to lay in knives. <laughs> Gotta find another twisted psychopath who can post these memes of the Joker and Harley Quinn as relationship goals on Facebook.com. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. We're gonna listen to that fucking. We're gonna listen to Halsey, babe. Ooh. <laughs> I really like Blue October ooh (laughs) (laughs) this kind of shit yeah (laughs) anyway like I I like that it's canon now that they're like fuck all that entertaining the notion that we're gonna have Harley Quinn be a semi anti-hero now means that we have to acknowledge that Joker and Harley Quinn is a toxic abusive manipulative terrible relationship that should not be Relationship goals in quotation marks. Yeah, for anybody. You can't have that. So, good. Glad they're split. Glad it's canon in all universes. Keep it as such. Yes. I think Harley Quinn is a better character without it. I agree. It's Especially
0: fun. like. Yeah, this movie's a good example of it. She's a lot of fun in this movie. Yeah. You know, just go on her own, do her own crazy shit, get in her own mischief. It's a good time. Yeah. So we get we get fun. We continue the fun climax. The Harley is roller roller skating around today with a hammer and just beating the shit out of people. And that's that's really fun. And then they they beat the sh- they they, just, they
1: basically kill all the people inside that place. You know, yeah, but then they when they exit, they're still more than twice that with guns.
0: Yeah, and they all start shooting at them in this cave entrance, and they're kind of pinned down. Mm-hmm. And then we finally get uh, Black Canary using her powers for the first time. Doing
1: the big Injustice 2 pose. Yeah, right. Letting out the scream. I kind of like how they didn't have to have a big origin for how she has powers. She just does. Well, the idea, the only semblance... Like, it hurts her her to do it a little bit, yeah. Right,
0: because she doesn't really want to use it, Mm -hmm. the way it looks. um, The only semblance we get of an origin story for her is we get a scene with her and Montoya earlier in the movie. Right, right, right. Where Montoya mentions that, like... Her I mother was the Black Canary. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: she's the Black... She's actually not like the original Black Canary. It's her- she's her daughter. That's fine. That makes sense. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I, I'm just saying I kind of like that they didn't even have an explanation for how she has powers. Yes, yeah, fine. So I believe it's the only supernatural ability in this movie yes. showcased. The only metahuman, if you will. That's a DC term. Yes, it is. Uh and they didn't have to have a big, long, stupid explanation nope, for it. She used it I once. don't give a shit. This She's, is a fun yeah. movie.
0: She used it once. She didn't like using it. Apparently it hurt her to do it. And then that was it.
1: Yeah. But it takes out every fucking person there. Yes. Uh, and also propels Harley Quinn forward, which is kind We're of just stupid. just plugging her ears and not giving a fuck. Yeah. Just plugs her ears and gets propelled. By Black Canary's blast to get closer to Black Mask, who now has Cassandra Kane. yep, and is taking her away. So we get a little bit of a chase scene here, uh,
0: where Quinn is on her on her skates, mm-hmm. kind of you know tailing Hanging his on car. the cars, yeah, trying to catch up. Trisk um, gives her a hand, kind of like flings her into the car. Basically, it's fun
1: shit. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then this chase scene dissolves into. Um, her chasing, her chasing black bass to a dock that is real foggy and we get a little bit of banter back and forth and then we get that line from the trailers where black bass taunts her and says that she's useless without the joker and then she has that line where she says you know, I'm Harley freaking Quinn, except in the movie she says fucking
1: like I thought she would. Hey, the movie's R-rated. Yeah. Which I like. I was like, oh, that's fun. I, I like it because that means they didn't have to hold back from some of the, the crazy shit that happens in this. Yes. Uh, it's not, like, necessarily as mature of a story as, like, something like Joker, I guess. Yeah. That, like, is R-rated for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this I, is I like feel like this, fuck. this could have been edited down to be PG-13 pretty easily, in my opinion. But I don't think it would have been as good or as fun. No, because the, the most fun part of the entire
0: movie happens in this scene. and wouldn't have happened in rated R. But it maybe
1: may hurt the <laughs> wide audience a little bit. It always it. does when a movies rated R. Yeah. But I like that we're at this point now where, like, maybe that doesn't matter. Maybe the movie can make its budget back and be fine. Yeah. I hope that's the case. I hope that DC continues to experiment. With this kind of shit, because this been, is something that Marvel would probably never do. It, it's been moderately successful for them so far. Uh, not really. No? no? We'll get into that in a bit. Let's finish the movie. Okay. Because it's the only other trivia thing worth talking about.
0: Yeah, there's only about like there's only a couple things left here. So, you know, one of my favorite parts of the whole movie here um, earlier it was set up that Harley had got a pistol, uh, but it had one bullet in it. Yes. And then she goes to shoot it and she misses. Uh huh. Because Harley Quinn. And she's not. She kind of like a scene that shows up. She's not quite ready to, you know, do this whole thing on her own yet. But she's gonna do it anyway. Yeah. Um, then you get a. Uh, Cassandra Kane being real clever, she grabbed grenades earlier. Yes. And then she says, "Hey Harley, I have your ring." And then holds up her finger, and it's the grenade pin. And then Black Mask realizes what's going on, and he starts panicking. Cassandra Kane gets away from it, and Harley kicks him, and then he gets blown in half by the <laughs> grenade. Really quick, this happens very fast.
1: <laughs> it's so unceremonious and fast. I love it. Um, actually, I did too. I feel like if you're gonna kill him in this movie, you better make it a good death, and they did. It was great. Uh, and I feel like they kind of had to kill him because he's too sadistic to let live, right. probably for future installments. Yeah. Although I wouldn't have mind seeing, minded seeing Ellen McGregor again as this character, but it was also really fun watching me blown in half. Yeah. He got a good moment to go out on as he got. Blown in half. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't have the high ground anymore. (laughs) Then we get...
0: (laughs) Then we get the little finale of the movie here, where uh, they go out for an Avengers-esque lunch after the big fight. Yes. (laughs) Probably poking fun at it. A little
1: bit. A little bit.
0: Where they're kind of like, they're fucking around with each other a little bit, and then... uh...
1: Canary, Montoya, and Huntress kind of discuss doing this again. Yeah montoya herself being at odds with being a police officer maybe they can get more done as vigilantes yes uh and they all seem agreeable to this uh and then harley quinn's like all right i'm gonna go help cassandra poop out this diamond now uh and then they both escape and drive off with uh canary's canary's car yeah which, which makes Huntress laugh, which was funny. Yeah. Because she's like, she's probably still like, kind of like, not a great person. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she did murder a bunch of people. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> uh, have to work on that. I believe that was something with Huntress in the comics. Like, yeah. she used to uh, be like, a closer to a Red Hood vigilante where she killed people. And then Batman had to eventually be like, hey, <laughs> right. don't kill people that's bad, that kills people no <laughs> and I feel like, I, I don't know they kind of glaze over it, but that probably happens because we see that they become the Birds of Prey, the titular trio who uh, fight crime Harley Quinn says this is lame. Yes. Which is funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, after all that, like decidedly she is not part of that team because yep. they are do gooders. Right. And she gets away with the diamond with Cassandra
0: Kane. They pawn it
1: off and buy a bunch of really expensive clothes and they drive off into the sunset. Uh, there's a lot of cool soundtrack moments in this movie, but I think yeah. this is my favorite. Um, it it kind of like overuses Tracks of music Kind of like Suicide Squad did Yeah But the tracks they decided to use Are usually At least a better fit At least a better fit And yeah. not too obvious His, the, the ending track to this movie Is fucking Woman by Kesha Yeah Which is a good song um, And works for the energy Of this movie Which is Big uh, Big Pro Women fuck (laughs) men movie. Right. Uh, I don't think necessarily in a bad way. No. I think, uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm a uh, cis white dude with a long uh, neck beard. Oh, no. And I dug this movie quite a bit. I'm sorry. Call me a simp, if you will, but... (laughs) I thought it was good. Call me a boomer man. A boomerman?
0: Call me a boomer. Uh-huh. But I don't get this whole simp shit. I don't know. It's I don't get it.
1: I think it's a funny word. It is a funny word and to that's say. That's all I think about it about simp is a funny word to say. Eventually you'll get co opted by uh, a bad group and then I can't say it anymore and it it won't have the same tone to it. I used to say cuck a lot, I still say it occasionally, but now it's like been co opted by like Terrible people to use as an insult Now I feel like it doesn't have quite the weight That I would like it to Quite the connotation that I would like it to Right. Hopefully that doesn't happen to Simp Because that is also funny But anyway I, I don't think This movie deserved Any of the criticism it got No But it also isn't perfect
0: No it's got like I said it has some uh it has, I think, a couple small identity issues where sometimes it tries yeah. a little too hard to be sort of like Deadpool, and it didn't need to.
1: Two wink, wink, nudge, nudge, fourth right. wall break, haha. Yeah. Ha. Uh, Harley Quinn because is so crazy it, and kooky, right?
0: It puts on the it puts it slams it on the gas pedal for some scenes involving that stuff. Yeah, when it needed a little bit more restraint. Yeah, but I think that can be remedied with a future Harley, Harley Quinn movie. Hopefully,
1: well, I'm hoping for it. This leads us to Will we get a sequel at all? It's not uh, looking good from what I know. It's not looking good from what I know either. Uh, so the film's a critical success with a 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty good compared to Suicide Squad. So what, got like a 30? 15. 15, holy shit. I think, no, actually, it was like a 30 something, you're yeah, right. Yeah, I
0: thought it was like a 34, if I remember correctly. That still
1: something. sucks. That's terrible stuff. Um,. Yeah. But the film is having some trouble turning a profit. Uh, so far, it's grossed about $85 million worldwide at the time of this recording. Uh, it could get more. I hope it could so. have legs, or that Sonic the Hedgehog movie will come out, and it won't make any more money. I don't know. I don't know what will happen. Uh, it's enough to make up its $82 million budget, <coughs> but the reshoots cost some money, and then the marketing probably is gonna double that number until there's a profit so like you're looking at like about 160 million that this movie would need to make i think it could have legs as more of a cult hit you yeah, know like maybe later gets on netflix when or it's on netflix and shit i think when people finally watch it and i think that's fine i don't think it's necessarily a movie you need to rush out to the theaters to see um it's a fine just like Chill out and watch it someday later on, kind of thing. Yeah, I was just curious after all the negative bullshit surrounding it. Um, So I wanted to see it. And also, we were going to watch it anyway because Batman uh, re review on our end. Yeah. And uh, yeah, all in all, I had a good time with Birds of Prey. So I really did. Potential reasons the movie flopped are numerous. Yeah. Uh, The clickbait reason. <laughs> is the movie's the target of a widespread hate campaign on social media due to its perceived lack of sex appeal by incorrect assholes? Right, as we've l- discussed a little bit. But the movie could also just be the victim of a bad February release date. Yes, yeah, not a good release. Not, date for Not a, a film. good time to release a movie. Yeah, not at uh, all. Failure to generate hype. It was you know, so-so marketing. Uh, like the the fucking posters are not great. They're they're really garish looking. Trailers not. The trailers are not great. Um, and it's a sequel to Suicide Squad, which means that, like, although that movie made a lot of money, everyone that saw it did see Suicide Squad and probably didn't expect a lot out of a sequel. Right. (laughs) Um... That's just that's just going to happen. I think and on a much larger scale, the same thing happened when you go from Batman v. Superman to Justice League. Right. Batman v. Superman made a lot more money than Justice League. Justice League didn't even turn a profit at the end of the day, even though it was a very, very, very expensive movie, is why. But I think that could have a big role to play. Yeah. Also, the title... Uh, you know, your layman doesn't care what Birds of Prey is. Yeah. Um but your layman might know Harley Quinn, so maybe calling it Harley Quinn and not Birds of Prey, or like the title that movie theaters are coming up with, Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, might have been a better idea than Birds of Prey and the blah 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 Harley Quinn. Like just to make it, you know, easier for people. I think. Uh It could have staying power later on a home release. I could see this being way more popular that way. Um, So there were several sequel ideas, including potentially having Harley, in the next movie with her in it, join the Gotham City Sirens, which is a team of Gotham City bad girls. Yeah. Poison Ivy Catwoman, Harley Quinn, usually the three. But they could have incorporated a couple other characters. Um, I don't know who... um, Maybe even female versions of uh, other Batman villain characters. I think there's a girl Clayface at some point. Stuff like that could be a thing. Yeah, okay. Um, And maybe there could be a third movie where the Birds of Prey fight the Gotham City Sirens and Harley is in the middle. Is what I was seeing part of the plan could have been. But now that may be on hold after this movie did not do so great. Uh, now, Margot Robbie will at least reprise her role next year in James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, which I assume when we get to it, we'll also watch that. <laughs> yep. But also the Batman movie next year, which I'm super excited about. Oh my god! Absolutely. Did you see uh, that costume yeah, no? though? Costume just hit the internet,
0: dude. They did the thing where his bat symbol is made out of the the gun. That's fucking
1: so metal, dude. <laughs> This gun killed my parents, and I'm gonna keep it on me at all times as a reminder, and also to hit bad guys with my chest. With ha, <laughs> 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 fuck you. No, it's it's gonna be exciting. It's fucking dope. Honestly, like I I hope
0: this movie gets a sequel. Honestly, I because Margot
1: Robbie deserves to do more as Harley Quinn eventually because the- she embodies this role really well. Yeah, for all for all for all it's
0: worth, she. Uh, you could tell she's completely on board with this role for the long term, and she will probably reply, reprise it as much as she can.
1: I hope so, too. I, I think this she's is great. such great. good fucking casting, like, on the level of, like, maybe even, like, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man level. Right. Where, like, this person is that character, and I can't really think of, like, a recast at any point in time. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, yeah, I hope that down the line... We get something out of this Birds of Prey movie that maybe is actually even better than this Birds of Prey movie, because uh, well, I guess we should discuss where it would go in our in our rankings. Well, I definitely to, say to it's... establish it right now. Yeah, Mask of the Phantasm on top. Right. Then sixty six. Right. Then eighty nine. Right. Then Batman Returns. Yeah. Batman Forever. Batman and Robin. Oh, and then Catwoman.
0: Oh yeah. Well.
1: I'm gonna guess it's better than Catwoman. Yeah. I'm gonna guess it's better than Batman and Rob. Oh yeah, I would say it's better than Batman Forever. I agree. I would say that's where I stop. I think yeah, Returns that's fair. is better. I think Returns is better.
0: Yeah, I like the uh, the atmosphere of Returns is a little better.
1: I yeah, it's a little more focused of a production. Yeah, it's not as like widespread crazy as this movie. It's that movie's definitely crazy, but I mean like that it's a focused Tim Burton crazy, right? <laughs> um I think Returns held up really well, actually. I haven't even thought about it in years, and I was actually really impressed with like how close I think it actually probably is in terms of quality to Batman 89. Yeah, absolutely. Which is crazy to think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. sounds good to me. I'm going to slot it in. Slide that right there. Birds Ugh. of the Prey. Get it in there. I'm not writing the whole title. It's getting
0: wasted. You don't want to write Birds of Prey in the Fantabulous Emancipation One, Harley Quinn? No. That? Okay. I
1: don't ever want to write that ever again.
0: Then you want to like cross it out with Sharpie and then write Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey?
1: Yeah, a little bit. Okay. <laughs> so, um, next week. Next week. We're going to resume the actual order as if we didn't do anything like this. So, Catwoman happened. <laughs> Guess what happens next? B- Good movie.
0: Uh, bat, Batman, Bat, 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 Bat. Begin.
1: Bravo, Nolan, time. B- Batman,
0: Bat, Gin. <laughs> Christian Bale.
1: B- bayman Bat, Gin. Are you okay? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm very excited to revisit this. You. I have an interesting opinion. Think what? this is better who? than The Dark Knight, and I disagree. I know, most people preemptively do. disagree with you.
0: Most people do. And who knows, my opinion might change as we rewatch these movies. But I mean, I've seen them, actually, uh, just about a year ago, but 11 months ago now was the last time I saw this trilogy. I was just in a hotel room in Boston, and I just like watched all three movies.
1: Back, back to back. back? Yeah. Christ, okay. Like, I, I had nothing to do. Uh, I bet how that felt was... You wanted to be done by the time three was already starting, right? <laughs> <laughs> the plane scene happened, and I got really hype. Uh, and then after that,
0: I was like, "Okay, I'm done." <laughs> and then that was it.
1: If I had to guess, all three of them are gonna be like in the top half of this oh, overall easy. list. Easy, because I still, I still do like Dark Knight Rises. We have it's, the whole... it's the worst of the three. Yeah, but it's still a good movie. So
0: it's still a good movie.
1: Like I don't know. Its problems. I might still say it's worse than Batman Returns, just because that's funny to me, personally. <laughs> but <laughs> we'll see how we feel. Yeah, we'll see how Especially it shakes Especially because, out. you know, I think a big part of why you uh, don't like The Dark Knight as much as Batman Begins is it has aged a little weird.
0: Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. And I formulated this opinion about those movies 11 months ago right. in Boston when I watched all three of these movies back to back. And I was like, wow, the first one aged
1: infinitely better than the Dark Knight. It's interesting. I have seen it infinitely less than the Dark Knight. Yeah. And that may also factor in. Like we've probably all seen the Dark Knight more than the other two in the trilogy. Absolutely, yeah. Because it's the one that got the most attention as the Ooh. best
0: And and Heath Ledger's Joker's yes. amazing. Don't get me wrong.
1: Uh I think that's gonna be my main factor of saying it's better than begins overall. That's fair. But like we'll gonna, I would give that to you. If we have to do a tiebreaker, what do we do? For the Gen and Jubb ranking,
0: oh man, I don't know. We'll have to figure That we'll have to cross that bridge when we get to it.
1: We'll poll our local idiots,
0: and that'll be fun. We'll just walk. They'll, into... they'll just all say they'll just all say that our knight's better because they aren't watching the movie. Yeah, because
1: you're wrong, idiot. Ah, got him. Ooh, I'm leaving now. Bye. <laughs> yeah. That means I won the argument, bitch.